0: Unlock the power of your mind. This is Provocative Enlightenment with Eldon Taylor.
1: Welcome to another hour dedicated to the notion of enlightenment. An hour for inquiry and reflection, all in an effort to understand exactly what enlightenment means and what it is to be enlightened. Enlightened. An hour devoted to exploring the edge of consciousness and all that is implied thereof, an hour that recognizes the nature of the subjective experience as being at least as important as the objective reality we reside within. Indeed, an hour where we strive to evaluate knowledge as inseparable from the total experience of reality. I'm Eldon Taylor, and this is Provocative Enlightenment. Each week, I read a few of your letters as our way of paying respect to the importance you play in helping us to shape our show and improve it in every way. Last week, the show was all about my paperback release, What Does That Mean? Exploring Mind, Meaning, and Mysteries. The show spawned quite a bit of mail. Thank you all. Many of you asked to pursue some of the subjects in a future show, and we'll do just that. Again, I want to thank you all for your letters. Okay, Renee wrote, I just bought Eldon's book, What Does That Mean?, and paperback to take advantage of your offer for a free Intertalk CD. Since I wanted free shipping, I also picked up his book, Choices and Illusions. I'm looking forward to reading them. This is great. I love Eldon's CDs. Well, thanks, Rene, and all of the rest of you who purchased a copy of my book during last week's launch. Uh, and, you know, I am sorry, but uh, and, and I've received a lot of letters about this. The free CD promotion is over with. It was only good last week. All right. Anne wrote, I received my book yesterday and I began reading last night. Very easy and a great read. I cannot wait to share it with my husband. Eldon is a blessing in my life. Wow. Thanks, Anne. It's all of you that are the real blessing, especially in my life. Alicia wrote, Eldon Taylor is one of my favorite hosts on Hay House. I learn a lot listening to his programs. Well, thank you, Alicia. Patty wrote, you are an enigma. Your background, you would think, should make you cold, skeptic. The facts, madam, only the facts type. But your God and family-centered life blows me away. Your topics on this show I have been thinking about for years. I esteem your opines, which is also why you must keep your show real. You have validated or at least answered questions I have been asking for years. But your credentials and creeds make it all the more credible. Close quote. Well, you know, I can only say thank you, Patty, but I must also thank a very patient universe, capital U there. For there was a time I did indeed fit the description you have laid out. However, experience literally changes that. And that's exactly the story I weave in my book. What does that mean? Exploring mind, meaning, and mysteries. All right. Sarah wrote, Eldon, you have inspired me beyond the beyond. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah and Ravinder. I'm going to inspire you beyond the beyond, too, you know?
2: You always do.
1: We are still receiving letters about our show format and my interviewing style when I object or disagree with a guest. Deb wrote, I love Eldon's show because it is provocative. Do not change a thing. Charlene wrote, Tell Eldon to keep on keeping the guest in check. That is why we all tune in. And Charles wrote, your show is one of the few things I am sure not to miss. Well, thank you, Charles, and thank you all, and we do hope you enjoy our show. That's all the time I'm going to take today for letters, but I do invite you to opine by leaving comments on my website, emailing me at Eldon at eldentaylor.com, and or by joining me on Facebook. I do read all of your letters, but, and, and they are truly meaningful to me. They do impact our programming, so once again, I want to thank you. Now, you know, Reminder, before I get off this subject, we also get a lot of letters about you. You have your own fan club out there, and they cheer you, you know? I mean, I see Rav, Rav, Rav in the chat room.
2: I know. I love
1: it. But I received a letter here. uh, Uh Well, yeah, it was last week. I received a letter last week that implied I picked on you. Do I pick on you?
2: Always, always. He's totally mean to me out there, everyone. You have to come to me. No, actually, I did. I saw that email too, and I think someone was saying that, you know, when I had that long testimonial that I read on the air without your permission, I think they thought you were a little short with me. And the truth of the matter is Eldon is really bashful. So everyone out there, when he does that stuff, he just doesn't like, you know, blowing his own trumpet, whatever, whatever. Um, so that, that is all it is. He is the sweetest, most wonderful guy in the universe. He is my friend, my mentor, my teacher, okay. love of my life.
1: Okay, how much do I owe you for all that? Oh.
2: <laughs> I'm in debt already, right? Okay,
1: all right. It. Thank you very much. And I see Thomas <laughs> in the chat room is already doing it. Rav, Rav, Rav. That's and gotta so be. is
2: Patty, and so is Mary Ellen, and so is Uncle Bits.
1: Wow, no kidding. All right. You guys have fun. Uh, to today's show, health care in America is something that's woven into the daily news. I'm sure you know that all of this news is not just about access to health care, but about the quality of care provided, the basis on which uh, this care originates. Some say it's headed downhill, and that's really scary when you examine the current data. Let's look at some numbers. My friend, Dr. Jack Turner, who's been on the show with us, sent me some interesting info based on a presentation made by Dr. Larry Dossi. Check this out. According to Barbara Starfield, an epidemiologist at Johns Hopkins School of Medicine and reported in the Journal of the American Medical Association, each year in the United States, over 200,000 patients die in hospitals due to medical errors and the side effects of pharmaceutical drugs. That's 200,000 patients. Dr. Dossi points out that this makes hospital care the third leading cause of death in America behind heart disease and cancer. That's a shocking number. According to Richard Smith, editor of the British Medical Journal, quote, only about 15% of medical interventions are supported by solid scientific evidence. Close quote. Further, Dr. Dossi reported the following. Dr. David Grimes of the University of California, San Francisco School of Medicine, writing in the Journal of the American Medical Association, stated, quote, much, if not most, of contemporary medicine still lacks a scientific foundation, Close quote. As early as 1978, the Congressional Office of Technology Assessment found that only an estimated 10 to 20 percent of the medical interventions that physicians use are empirically proven. Continuing, Dossies adds this. Earlier this year, the British Medical Journal assessed 2,404 treatments and found evidence that only 36% could be rated as either beneficial or likely to be beneficial. I guess that makes the remaining 64% a wild, how does that go? Swag, scientific wild, A guess. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Well, I'm not going to pronounce the A on the air, but I think everybody gets that. All right. We're the world's wealthiest nation, yet we rank 17th in longevity on the list of 33 industrialized nations. Among these 33, we rank near the bottom in infant mortality. Better only than Latvia. You know, and I had to look up Latvia, and I see that they translated or they purchased Mind Programming, one of my books, and that's translated right. it and released it in Latvia. But better than only Latvia?
2: I know. That's really scary.
1: It looks as if we <clears throat> will not be able to spend our way out of this one either. For example, we already spend two and a half times as much per capita on medical care as in the UK. But according to an analysis published in the Journal of the American Medical Association in May 2006, U.S. residents are much less healthy than our English counterparts. And these differences exist at all levels, high, middle, and low-income brackets. Now, 2006, that's three, four years ago. Well, I guess five. We're in 11 now, but we barely walked in there. This data. Uh, all right. Now, according to Dr. Dossi, there are two major areas that our health care system also just fails at. One is the integration of spirituality, and the other is the psychological support patients receive. My research has repeatedly demonstrated the importance of both of these. Indeed, in the oncology study that I conducted, every single patient whose physician believed that the mind had a role in wellness, the healthy notion of positive psychology, if you will, was in remission three years after the addition of our inner talk interdiction. Contrast that to this, however. Every single patient whose doctor insisted the idea of the mind's role in wellness was nonsense, every one of them was deceased. The message is pretty clear. The traditional mechanistic model of healthcare needs some serious revision. Our guest today is intimately involved in healthcare, and I've known him for some 20 years. He holds more than 150 medical patents. He is a friend of mine, and he's back on our show due to your request. Dr. Victor Waddell is the inventor of the ultrasound biopsy instrument and has over 25 years in the medical industry. He has recently developed a protocol that calls upon a number of technologies and tools, all employed in a carefully orchestrated manner for what I think of as true self-maximization. One of the tools Vic utilizes is my own Intertalk technology, so naturally, I follow his work. Uh, Well, it gets a fair amount of my attention. Vic's focus is is about our overall health, mind, body, and spirit. His website, Welcome, states, it's all about you, where you take control of your life. Continuing, our objective is to first educate you on how the new science of energy healing works, we are the state of the art, and our education and equipment reflects our efforts to help you. You are in control of making the change you choose to make, quote. All right, I know what I think about all this, but we would love your thoughts, opinions, questions, and insights. And you can join us by phoning toll-free, 1-866-254-1579. Vic is the real deal. You want to call and speak with him? International callers can dial their country code, then 760-918-4300. And once again, you can also join us in our chat room at EldenTaylor.com forward slash chat. Okay, let's welcome our guest back to Provocative Enlightenment. Welcome back, Dr. Vic Waddell. Good morning, Eldon. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Did I put you to sleep? No, you didn't. Uh, Actually, you
0: made me stand up tall and feel good about myself. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, you, I mean, you should. You heard the setup piece, Vic, yes. and and you've been. I mean, you actually have taught many healthcare professionals. What do you think of the data, and do you agree with the assessment that uh, both the psychology, or let's say, psychoneuroimmunology aspect of healing, together with a spiritual component, are missing in our current homeopathic mechanistic model? And if they're missing, would the system be improved if this was changed?
0: Well, most definitely, and I was trying to think of a good a word uh, that you were uh, didn't want to pronounce. Uh, let's just call it appalling.
1: Uh, of, okay, okay.
0: Of, of what we yeah, of what we see, because a you
1: scientific know, wild appalling guess. All right.
0: Um, there's without any doubt in my mind, and you you've you've, uh, you've read some of my crazy emails about you know it's just you know the mind is missing in medicine. And and that is just such an important component to this whole idea of what we call healing. So, yes, I would agree that, uh, number one, we're we're missing that in medicine. uh, And I believe there's a good reason for that. Uh, And number two, medicine, our medicine can be improved drastically if we were to include spirituality, spirituality, with the mind, you know, within our physical being.
1: You you, you indicated that you believe there was a good reason for the mind being left out. I, I'm going to have to ask you, what do you mean by that, and, and what is that reason?
0: Well, you know, in medicine, what we do, and I'll I'll, I'll make this real simple because it it it, it it's, it's very it's a very complex system. Uh, somebody goes into uh, see their doctor and you're kind of subdivided. You either got a mind problem or you got a, what we call a physical problem. If you've got a mind problem, we're going to send you over to the psych ward. And if you've got a physical problem, we'll start you in internal medicine, but we're going to break you down into all kinds of, uh, uh, sub components, uh, within whatever the symptoms, uh, relate to. Now, we we are in a symptomatic medical situation, our medical uh, industry, and therefore, uh, we look at the symptoms, we easily prescribe a drug for that symptom, and uh, hopefully those symptoms will go away, and if they do, consequently, we feel better. And one of the things, our approach here is, is we have to look at the root of the problem to see exactly why those symptoms occurred. So... Uh, when you really get into the further understanding, when you get into a, a further understanding of you know, where our medical system is, uh, and we hear this all the time, it's based on Newtonian science. This is what they teach you in medical school. Uh, you can take, uh, you can elect to take uh, quantum and so on, but it doesn't serve the purpose within our medical field. Dealing with Newtonian science based, and that works good for a physical body. But when we move from the physical and we realize that we actually do have a mind, or like I always call it the head is actually attached to the body, uh, as we are a whole person.
1: So when you mean there's a good reason that the mind is left out, what you're really saying is it's left out because of the discipline differentiation that's gone on where we have specialized in all these different areas of, of health care.
0: Un- unfortunately, yes.
1: And, and where that, that maybe provides better care in certain circumstances, it becomes more about the parts than it does about the whole human being. Exactly. And
0: everything is targeted for the part. Uh, we call that a linear effect. So if, we're, if we have a liver problem and we're going to take a, a pharmaceutical drug for the liver, uh, that not only affects the liver, it affects the pancreas, the gallbladder, the lungs, the brain, and everything else.
1: Right. Now, now you do something quite unique, quite different. Uh, so why don't you explain to our audience what energetic healing and your treatment protocol is really all about?
0: I try to keep it real simple. Um, one of the things that uh, I've been involved with for a number of years, actually this is, this particular technology has been around for about 30 years, uh, and they call it neural feedback. And neural feedback is uh, basically like an EEG or an electroencephalogram. And uh, this is where we put electrodes uh, on two Uh, areas of your skull, and then a couple other electrodes on each ear. We monitor the brain, and we actually uh, basically put it through a certain uh, algorithm that says, well, it's beating okay, or not okay, or it's beating lousy, and in a sense, it helps self-correct to get the brain in
1: Conclude okay. your thought, and then, well, then I, I don't want to interrupt you. And, and we still have a couple of minutes before a uh, uh, hard break at the bottom of the hour. So, okay. go ahead.
0: The Taylor method, and uh, and this is where we uh, we take uh, his uh, information in subliminal uh, aspects as far as subliminal audio and video, and we actually incorporate that into the. Nerve.
1: Let's pick this up when we come back uh, from the break, Dr. Waddell. Uh, the, my guest today is Dr. Victor Waddell. Uh, his website is theenergyspa.org. You can check that out. Uh, he is, uh, as I said, a co-inventor of uh, a lot of the technology that you know is ultrasound, over 150 different patents. Uh, you're listening to Provocative Enlightenment. On we'll be back after a few words from our friends. Be sure to stay tuned.
2: confusion, deception, manipulation, feeling a bit controlled, lost. Learn how you can take back control of your life through proven techniques in Eldon Taylor's revised edition of Choices and Illusions. This New York Times bestseller is a guidebook to your journey to self-actualization filled with practical, real-life solutions backed by scientific studies and guaranteed to awaken your inner genie. Get your copy today from all bookstores,
3: Have you talked to yourself lately? What does that inner voice say? Are you constantly hearing negative feedback? Ready for a change? InnerTalk, Eldon Taylor's patented subliminal technology, can do just that. Change your inner self-talk. Turn off the negative by replacing it with positive affirmations. InnerTalk has been researched at universities such as Stanford and by governments around the world and has been proven effective at priming your self-talk. Armed with a new positive outlook, you'll find everything becomes easier. From losing weight to stop smoking, giving presentations to riding horses, learn new things to being a powerful salesperson. Choose your title for change today. Visit www.innertalk.com. That's I N N E R T A L K.com. Innertalk.com
1: Unlock the power of your mind. This is Provocative Enlightenment with Eldon Taylor. Welcome back. If you just joined us, we're discussing energetic healing with the inventor of the ultrasound tool that gives you a look at an unborn child while in the womb, uh, together with a, a whole host of other inventions. But before we get back to today's show, I want to invite you to sign up for my free newsletter. When you receive my newsletter, you not only gain access to some great articles, timely news, But you always know where I am and what's on next. You can sign up for the newsletter by going to EldonTaylor.com. And once there, be sure to check out all the free content. We have a lot of material that is yours for the downloading, books, audio, video, more. Okay, I also invite you to join me on Facebook and follow me on Twitter. Uh, And I hope that you will fan us or become a fan of our Provocative Enlightenment page on uh, Facebook. Or check out our new Provocative Enlightenment website. Now, back to the show. Before the break, we were discussing uh, with Dr. Waddell uh, uh, intertox CDs and, and some of the other things that he incorporates in his protocol, but there was a question that was coming in or that did come in out of the chat room that all tied in very well to this. Uh, and that question was basically, do emotions originate in the brain or in the body? Doctor Waddell, you're doing the neurofeedback, and I know you work a lot with addiction uh, uh, patients as well. How would you answer that question?
0: That's a that's an excellent question. Uh, you know, it's this is where we get into more spirituality, and especially into energetic medicine. We can see that the emotions uh, are certainly stored in the body, uh, and certainly we have a brain that will process, uh, uh, you know, these particular emotions and uh, and the perception of whatever these emotions are. Uh, So, you know, uh, we've seen, uh, oh boy, in the last 35 years or so uh, where we can press on different parts of the body and uh, we can actually provoke a certain emotion that will come through. So based on that, uh, we have to just say they're stored in, you know, these things are stored in the body. Uh, I wouldn't say they originate in the body, but there's certainly uh, that connection there.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, you correct me, but I, I I see emotion as being generated through our perceptual processes. Um, you know, some, some stimuli may be frightful to one person. It may be exciting to another person. The same stimuli produce two different kinds of events. All based upon our perception
0: exactly uh, and then
1: and then stored in the body, but you know we also have this this sort of loop that that feeds us back, and I wonder sometimes if that loop is subliminal in its nature. I mean, the hackles on the back of my neck may stand up when i 'm you know walking in to get my car in a dark parking lot i 've had that as a case in point. And is that a, a form of extrasensory perception? Is that a, a, my body communicating? And my position on that has been, uh, even in that situation where we have the feedback coming from the body alerting the brain, that indeed it is based on some process in in the brain. I, I read, for example, today, just to make my point, a study that uh, Gelstein and Sobels had conducted with uh, uh, male subjects where what they did is they took women's tears and, and they doused gauze with them. They placed this gauze uh, near uh, where men subjects in the study could smell it. And part of the subjects had uh, women's emotional tears and others had just salt water, a saline solution. And then they showed these men, uh, you know, some pretty erotic movies And what they discovered is the men who were under the influence of the women's tears had significantly diminished sexual response to those men with just a saltwater solution. So to me, I I, I think about how that process would go, and I think, all right, you know, if that were me, I'd be thinking, you know, I just didn't find that. I would be creating a mental rationalization for what I might otherwise confuse as a physiological, uh, you know, response to that stimuli. Mm -hmm. And it is in that loop, in my mind, that I think all information gets processed. And even when it comes then from the body, or we think it originates from the body, it's really, uh, it's been processed as something in the brain. Would you concur with that?
0: Yeah, I I would. We've been doing numerous studies. Uh, with the limbic system uh, within the brain, especially, uh-huh. uh, you know, one of the uh, things that, uh, uh, I do, uh, at the energy spa is, is we'll take, uh, we, I call it a surgical procedure, but it's, it's, uh, just extremely non-invasive. We don't do any cutting or anything like that, but we'll use an aroma to, in a sense, uh,
1: kind of association um, a conditioning a pavlovian kind of conditioning classical conditioning Uh, you know, one of the things that I sometimes do, Dr. Waddell, is I get so interested in the subjects uh, of our guests that I, I, I neglect our callers. Uh, I'm going to pause and take a phone call now because okay. we have a very patient caller here. And, and, and let's see if we can help our caller. All right. Very good. We have Terry from Austin, Texas on line one. Welcome to Provocative Enlightenment, Terry.
3: Thank you so much, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, interesting question, and any insight would be appreciated. Just a quick 15-second background. All on board, I was raised with the mind-body connection, raised, um, you know, uh, metaphysical, um, and and scientist. Mom's a doctor in preventative medicine. So I was very blessed to, you know, be raised very balanced in that respect. And um, this condition, though, is just... There's a reason why it's called a suicide disease. Not that people mean to kill themselves, but they'll do anything just to get these, you know, fax machines from going off in their ear. So any insight would, uh, would be appreciated. And it's interesting what he was saying about the neurofeedback because um, doctors suspect, they have no way of nailing it down, but they suspect that the cause could be um, a virus on that nerve that goes from the brain into the inner ear, and so um, I'm just curious. I'm just curious to see if if um, either of you gentlemen, um, you know, have any any you know successful solutions or directions on on how to overcome this that's come onto the body.
1: All right, Terry. Okay, Doctor Waddell. Chronic tinnitus, hearing yeah. loss.
0: you know it's it's a it's a very interesting subject, and it, that's really a. a Excellent question, and it's really a full-blown thing because we're, oh, we're picking up uh, a lot of different things that uh, that would cause that to happen, and, and and they'll range anything from let's say a a bacterial or a viral type thing on up into various frequencies that are out in the in the particular atmosphere. And one, of yeah. the... I'm sorry. And one of the things that uh, <clears throat> that uh, we have very many hours of clinicals on is just that, and that is where this neural feedback comes in uh, neural so feed- have
1: you been able to treat uh, tinnitus successfully with a neurofeedback process
0: yes yes we have uh, the, the the thing about the neural feedback it could take up to twenty five maybe up in, up to forty trainings uh, just to treat that particular thing, and again, uh, we're trying to figure out what the actual cause is. You know, I mean, we can we can say it's a bacterial, we can say it's a virus, or whatever. But there's there could be something else.
1: You say that one of the interesting studies that I did participate in had to do with the notion that you can add sound to uh, someone that suffers from tinnitus Mm -hmm. and the sound seems to cancel the sound that they hear. Uh, Indeed, Terry, before you get off, uh, be sure to leave your details with uh, uh, Joe and uh, he answered the phone and I'll send you one of these uh, experimental programs that we created for that uh, because it did seem to you know, provide some relief. However, uh, relief is not a cure, and, and what you're talking about, Dr. Waddell, is eliminating the problem. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. We, and
3: also, we, um, gentlemen, if I could just interject, it's, um, the added little caveat is the hearing loss. Like you can't mask the tinnitus because there's hearing loss. So there's oh. no way, like sound is not coming in through that ear. So okay. it's just a little twist in there that just kind of makes things a little bit more interesting.
1: So you have a complete hearing loss on that ear.
3: Yes, sir. And it's just in one ear. And as miraculous right. as the body is, the hearing in the other ear is 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 very, very good. It's, it's above normal. But, but the tinnitus is what I'd love to get my hearing back Do not get me wrong. Um, but what's debilitating is the tinnitus.
1: So Dr. Waddell, if, uh, and, if she and, uh, were for
3: sending me the program, by the way, I appreciate that very much. Thank you.
1: Good. Okay. Uh, so Dr. Waddell, if, uh, Terry were to contact you, she could arrange, uh, to, uh, experience this neurofeedback program. And, uh, you do believe that there is a, uh, a cure for this.
0: Uh, yes, without a doubt. And and one of the things too, I wanted to bring up, because this is very interesting, uh, Sound canceling sound. Now Terry can't perceive the sound coming out, uh, coming into her one ear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm actually, uh, I, in fact, I just got in this one particular product today. That uh, once I thoroughly go through it, you'll read more about it on my website. And uh, but it's basically taking whatever particular sound that is, uh, such as uh, give you an example. Uh, there. Uh, there's a, uh, a headset that you can actually buy and put it on your MP3 player uh, or uh, any any kind of a CD player, right. or whatever, while you're on the plane, and it actually cancels out the white noise coming from the jet, right. which therefore gives you
1: you know better clarity of yeah. That. Bose has made a lot of money selling those devices. They've made a tremendous amounts. I'm sure there are lots of listeners that are going to want to know this, so let's just, you know, let's just get it done. How would uh, anyone listening to our show reach you, contact you? Do you what is, what is an email they can, uh, they can write to? Uh, yeah, the, the
0: the best, the best one is Victor E. Med, and that's spelled V-I-C-T-O-R, E as in energy, Med, M-E-D, like in medicine.
1: and the website is the uh, org. Yeah. We appreciate you calling, Terry. Thank you very much. I hope that's helpful and you can follow up on it if you'd like. Thank you, Terry. Okay, Dr. Waddell, there's you know, coming off this sound, this notion of sound, there's a lot of um, hype today about frequency resonance and that's an area that it, you know I've worked in for many many years, and Ben Venisti is now uh throwing some patents on the table, all having to do with the signature pattern mm-hmm. or frequency signature pattern of properties like penicillin mm-hmm. uh have you I mean when you look at energy resonance and you or you look at energy medicine, what's your take on frequency resonance treatments
0: if it's done properly? It, it works absolutely perfect. Uh, but let's say, for example, uh, we're going to prescribe penicillin for a certain symptom that we pick up. Mm-hmm. We, and, and the frequency of that would be very similar to you know homeopathy. Right. Uh, and homeopathy works extremely well as long as you can get to the root of the problem. If you're Doing a symptomatic approach, it doesn't work near as well. It it may help relieve some of the symptoms, but it's not really getting right to the root of the problem.
1: But and so then you end up with symptom substitution stuff.
0: Exactly, it, it, you kind of create other, other You kind of create a monster from that. So you got to be very very careful. But the basis for energy medicine is everything is everything is a frequency. Uh, you know, everything resonates at, it all, uh, at a particular uh, frequency. Your particular cells would resonate different than my particular cells. And by the way, we have about 50 trillion cells, which make up our physical body. Uh, but your particular cell is Eldon's signature and obviously mine are mine. But uh, if we look at the whole body like we do in energy medicine, everything is a frequency. We're, we're, we're energy beings. Yet we're in a physical form. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, and that's based on Einstein's formula of energy equals mass you know, times the velocity of light uh, squared. So.
1: Okay. Now you do a lot of work. I mean, you just you, we jumped into physics, mm-hmm. uh, and you you open by saying medicine, you know, begins by teaching from a Newtonian model, but there's more and more uh, reason for us to be looking at the quantum model. And of course now you've equated the the human being to being a larger frequency itself. Indeed, I, I suppose one could argue, and please correct me if I if if I'm wrong here, but my unique uh orchestra that plays my unique frequency would be my immune response, which is why Maybe when a child is very young, I mean, the first uh, hour or so that it's alive, you can do a skin graft and there's no rejection, but you let that immune imprint get in place, and uh, you know, 24 hours later, maybe even six hours later, there's no way there's going to be a rejection cycle. So if, if we look at this, and, and I haven't made an error in my, you know, my, the foundation of my reasoning, you take one step further and add the whole notion of entropy, to the equation. Exactly. Explain that for us, will you?
0: <clears throat> yeah. Ent- entropy itself is uh, is uh, disorder, basically. Right. Uh, and so if we look at our physical being, uh, we're, as, as we're growing up, we're also... Uh, Construct. We have this going on. Uh, we have both the the, the physical uh, the physical body, and then we also have the uh, the negative entropy going on, which in a sense takes food uh, and organizes it into a very uh, systematic method into macromolecules that will feed our physical body, which allows us to animate, in a sense, uh, hopefully be healthy, or if we're not, uh, contains the program, let's say,
1: that helps us
0: uh, become healthy, if we allow that to happen.
1: Interesting, interesting. We've got uh, some questions out of the chat room that I just need to go to. They're really good questions, too. So let me just ask you, uh, Stephanie, or Steph, excuse me. Uh, wants to know, has Dr. Waddell used neurofeedback to heal head pain from head injuries? Yes. Great. Priscilla wants to know, how does cranial sacral therapy fall into energy medicine?
0: Uh, that's, well, I can, I can say, number one, it, it, that touches on both Newtonian, where we do, we're doing a correction within the physical, but yet allowing, after the correction, it allows the energy to uh, uh migrate into the area of need and create the healing.
1: Okay, cool. I've got I've got one for you in the last couple minutes we have here. I recently read a study that showed that magnetic burst applied systematically to the brain increased learning in rats. Do you think this work will eventually lead to something usable in mankind? It already is.
0: And I say that very, very lightly. Uh, You know, when we get into magnetism, uh, that gets us into the uh, realm of negative uh, entropy. And magnetism itself does play a part of this. It's a different kind of magnetism than the kind that, let's say, uh, healers have and the type that we've been able to... uh, uh, major, we see that there actually Dr. Zimmerman, University of Colorado Medical School, did an extensive amount of research on this. And uh, but yes, magnetism has to be done. It, it does play a role. Uh, but again, in that particular place, it's working on the physical, the primacy of protein, which can help manipulate the body. Uh, versus the primacy of DNA, which is current Newtonian medicine, uh, that allows it to work. It's a part, it's a tool. Will it be the supreme tool? Not unless you can put mind into it. That's <laughs> going to be very important.
1: One of your joys comes from training people uh, to be providers of your methods, and, and I know that. So what I, I want to do is, and I hope this is, you know, broaden the scope in everybody's mind of 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 what alternative health care is about because you are a conservative uh, individual who has to have the evidence, etc. One last time, tell everybody how they could get a hold of you if they wanted to learn your methods, if they wanted to, to receive your treatment, your website and your contact details. Do so in about 20 seconds, Dr. Waddell.
0: Very good. I'll, I'll put this out to everyone. My objective right now is to Train people to help others, uh, train people to help themselves. Uh, I don't care if you're a medical doctor or a psychiatrist, you've got a bachelor's degree, you haven't gone to school at all. It does not matter. I've designed a protocol that uh, I can teach you and you can... Okay, we're out of time.
1: It's Victor E. Med at Yahoo.com. The website is theenergyspa.org. Do follow it up. We appreciate you for listening. We hope you've enjoyed our show, and, and we hope that you'll join us again, same time, same place, next week. Then, if you have comments on our show, do let us all know. Okay, until next time, wherever you are in the world, remember, believing in yourself.